Legends of Grayskull is a fan podcast exploring the vast worlds of He-Man and She-Ra. Join Sean Scavarna and Matthew Duke as they discuss the history and mystery of Eternia and Etheria, diving deep into all incarnations of Masters of the Universe. Hey, hey, you know who's back? It's the Legends of Grayskull podcast. Now that you know, let's go get ready for the show. It's the Legends of Grayskull Legends of Grayskull podcast, the fan podcast where we discuss the history, the mystery, the magic, and mythology of He-Man, She-Ra, Eternia, Theory, and Order, Primus, New Adventure, All Adventures, Ladybird, UK Annals, Comics, Mini Comics, anything and everything you can think of with that He-Man, She-Ra, Masters of the Universe, Princess of Power! I'm tell logo down in the corner. I'm Matthew Duch, here again with Sean Scavarna. Sean, how are we doing today? I am very impressed. That that's the first time for for our audio listeners who are missing out. Um, the video that Matt put together for the new intro was freaking cool. <laughs> He's getting pretty good at this editing and he getting stuff together and surprising everybody's things. So he did yeah. not watch episode one hundred and one. That's also what he's revealing here. Yes. Yeah, that's the problem. I don't know how the hell did I miss one hundred and one. We didn't. I didn't think we did it on one hundred and one. It's on one hundred and one. Well, then you're missing out, audio listeners. After two episodes. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, last peeling back the curtain for our our loyal viewers. Yes, last time we I added the intro after we recorded because it was not ready yet. This is the first that's time. what I've actually yeah. played it. Leading into the show, the new song we, by Jeremy DeWitt, the new video yeah. by myself, and we are ready to roll for the next hundred and two episodes. Woohoo! So, yes, it's been it's been a minute. Uh, let's jump in. I've actually got a couple emails today, so oh, let's start more there. Than one. More than one, yes, a couple is generally more than one. <laughs> <laughs> but are they Unless both gone the on prom night? Wow. Uh, oh, what? No, that's not the right email. That's why I got too many emails, folks. There mm -hmm. it is. Same here. All right. Okay. Service guard. Tony Moore. Mm hmm. Regarding episode 100. Dear Matt and Sean, congratulations on your 100th episode, Many Happy Returns. In an effort to be brief, I just want to make a few quick points. I will have to check out your back catalog. I also am an audio listener, with a few exceptions like episode 98, that I both listened to the audio version of and watched on YouTube just so I could give it a thumbs up. I need to go back and leave a comment. Thanks again for the remastering. That was uh, his fan-requested Remastering we got to on 98 uh, for a beastly sideshow. My brain's going slow today. Uh, the CGI series has made it possible for me to go back and give New Adventures a second chance. I am slowly working my way through the show. It is on Peacock right now. If anybody's got that, I know if you've got uh, Xfinity, 
or at least in my area, Xfinity gives you uh, Peacock for free. So it's there. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything but the scientists are okay. I have to agree. Like, I'm telling you, for, and for people who have not watched New Adventures, I stand by it. Like, everything that the internet, you know, that, that the group of internet believes like Snarf and Orko are, the scientists actually are. Mm-hmm. Like, they are annoying, bumbling, sidekick, comic relief. That is not funny at any age. Like, there is no redeeming quality to them. Uh, that was all me. Back to Tony. <laughs> uh, I know the question was not asked of me, but I would love to see a Masters of the Universe Avengers crossover. Um, and actually, the question was asked. We threw that out there. Anytime we throw something out, we love yep. getting feedback back like that. Mm-hmm. So uh, I could definitely see, like, Master Universe Avengers, absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. That'd be some great team-ups in there. Uh, lastly, thank you so much for mentioning me on the 100th episode. I was honored. As always, thank you for your time, Tony Simbisgard. No, thank you for your time. And thank you, everybody, who takes the time to listen to our episodes, even if they don't provide feedback. But just seeing those numbers means a lot to us. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thank you, uh, Tony, once again. Good. He's he's like a what's that term? The is a stalwart or whatever that he he's always there. Like he yeah. he, he he might not he might I'm, not send us something every episode, but you can sense his presence. Yeah. He is guarding us. Like similar. I'm actually, yeah. I'm kind of <laughs> curious, like because he said he's he's got to check out our back catalog, and to me it feels like he's been with us, mm-hmm. like forever. You know, back there, you know, Skelly Vader and you know yeah. J Mac and every you know. Everybody that I'm forgetting now, it's like, fuck you, good dude. Um, <laughs> but like, it feels like he's been on the journey for a while. So I'm yeah. curious, Tony, when you drop your next email, let us know when you jumped on, if you remember. I'm just, I'm curious, because it feels like he's always been here. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. All right, next, I actually got three, three emails. For this one. Uh, next email is titled, oh, one more thing regarding episode 100. <laughs> I knew it. I knew From it. Tony Simba's Guardmore. <laughs> Dear Matt and Sean, I forgot to mention how much I love the awesome new theme song. Sincerely, <laughs> Tony Simba's Guardmore. Very cool. Yes. Like I said, Jeremy DeWitt, uh, amazing work done by him. And I hope you enjoyed the video that's now accompanying. Yeah. Uh, and then next email. And now th- this makes sense, actually, now reading it. The next email is also from Tony Simba's Gardmore. <laughs> and it's regarding episode 101. And audio listeners, I do have to apologize because I did have a brain fart because we did episode 100 live on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And then I got wrapped up in stuff and I forgot to actually upload it over on the audio platform. So episode 100 and 101 came out like... 24 hours apart for our audio listeners mm-hmm. and he said he, he is an audio listener primarily so that makes sense why he's catching up now because of my error uh all right dear matt and sean thanks once again for another great comic review i did enjoy the first part of masterverse issue number four i saw how it could be an episode of the cgi show we did not see 
Although for all the reasons you mentioned, I think it was an alternate CGI universe. Uh, not to make you feel bad, but I'm glad to know that I was not the only one who got confused as to who the real good guys were when the Masters began to fight the Fakers. Yeah, I, again, it just like, you gotta, I understand you want them to be duplicates, but you gotta suspend that disbelief as a, as an artist, in my opinion, you've got to give little cues in there, you know, just like little harder angles on some emblems or something to help be like, okay, who am I actually rooting for here yeah uh the only question i have that you did not address is this if orko was able to hack the fakers and make them turn on each other why were tuvar and badra affected or was that part of a joke that went over my head i don't remember tuvar and badra being affected I didn't think they were, but it's been, what, two weeks since we did the last one, and I don't yeah, remember off the top of my head myself. Probably so, should have read that. Let me grab my... I think my issue should be right here. Hang on. All right. Hey, stuck with me, folks. <laughs> uh, I'm still sad. If they, if they still don't announce the CGI show coming back, the Tuvar and Badger thing is going to be bugging me for the rest of my life because that was such an easy go-to. So, cross your fingers, folks. And it, I know usually with some of these animated shows, um, they have said that you know they'll be working on them behind the scenes and then they'll announce them later. So we'll see what happens. And my kids have absconded with my issue apparently because it's not worth. Ah. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna we're gonna have to table that for the moment uh, here, Tony. I will come up with an answer for you though, eventually. But right off the top of my head, that does not ring a bell. I'm wondering if it was just because in the in the series they would they would bicker a lot. So I wonder if that's yeah. what he means. If there was some of that bickering thrown in there. But that was, that's pretty much standard for Tuvar and Badra. Yeah, pretty uh, much. Uh, I'm looking it up, but I'm having my issues with it right now, too. Um, well, I'll go on, and we can jump back to that. Yeah, if you find no it. Uh, Okay, now the HeFor story. You guys addressed every concern I had. I think the only good thing that came out of the story was the name He Tiger. Thank you, Matt, not Tim Seeley. Uh, as far as the CGI <laughs> series goes, I would welcome some movies if Netflix does not want to do a season four. Just be sure to give Cringer a huge part in said movie or movies. I agree. Cringer is just a huge part of that series with mm -hmm. him being the adopted father. He, you know, he's taken on the a little bit of the King Randor role, a little bit of a lot of the vintage man at arms role. And, uh, as long as being He-Man's, you know, steed. So he definitely is a huge part of the CGI series, arguably more than any other Masters of the Universe series up until now. So Yeah, I, I've said it multiple times. Uh, he's my favorite character on the entire show. And that's, that's mind-blowing to me because typically I'm boring enough to just go, well, He-Man's my favorite character because he's a leader usually. Yeah. This one, it's like, no, Cringer flat out was like my absolute favorite of this entire show since season one. 
Um, and that's they, like that. There's multiple things about if they don't do a season, you know, if they don't follow this up with more men, are they wasting such potential with this series? I was, I was filling some time when you were looking for the comic by saying, because we were talking to Varn and Badra, that's another low hanging fruit. That's going to still bug me for the rest of my life that they couldn't mm-hmm. get that off the ground and they couldn't give me more cringer. They couldn't give me more battle cat. And again, right. I never expected that to be my favorite character, but yeah, completely won me over. I agree. Uh, and especially to becoming too bad. Like it's now been confirmed yep. in the art book that they would, that it wasn't just a throwaway gag. The plan was to get them there. But even mm-hmm. with everything that we've seen, I'm stuck. Like, how do you still get them there? Like, it's it's not a cut and dry thing where it's like, oh, clearly they're about to turn evil or whatever. Like, it's you know, mm-hmm. it's it's very much left up in the air. Uh, I do have one question: If season four happens and the plot from the art book gets used, uh, spoiler alerts, I guess, if you have not seen the art book or listened to our episode. About the art art book, um, probably skip ahead like five minutes or so. Uh, it it did say that Cringer would be part of the team that went to Earth to find Marlena. I have to wonder what his disguise would be. Pass him him off as an Earth Tiger would make the most sense, but passing him, him off as an exotic pet would still draw too much attention. What do you guys think? As always, thank you for your time, Tony Simba's Garden. I don't remember him saying that he would, but I'm taking your word for it. Um, I would rather he just stay at home and it be the the humans that went to find her. Uh, but yeah, I guess I guess that that would be it is him being a tiger or at best a dog disguise. You know, you got some some pretty big dogs. I know it's kind of crossing animal breeds there, but. Mm-hmm. I think no matter what they're gonna they're gonna wind up garnering some attention when they yeah. go over. You know, even even just the three, although they can pass for humans, I mean Earth is completely different. So I think I think they would that would be an area where you would see the comedy side of the CGI series with them bumbling through Earth. I mean Teela was one of the people going, if mm-hmm. I remember I'm it's bugging me because I'm trying to find I had my books situated a little bit, and I guess it's situated a little too much because now I can't find that one really quickly. That one um, I've got right there. I can see that one. But it was – it was uh, we saw pictures of Keldor, Keldor uh, Duncan, Tila, and Tila. Yeah, and, and uh, I figure worse comes to worse, it could just be, you know, they do something magically so that he looks more like a house cat or, you know. Like uh, maybe it, like I I wouldn't want him to be a dog like Matt's saying, but it makes a little more sense because some dog breeds are pretty freaking huge. Yeah, no, that's it. I don't necessarily want him to be a dog. Just like that would be a disguise. Um, but yeah, for the most part, I don't think they're going to be too worried about blending in necessarily. So much great stuff in this book. If you guys haven't picked this up yet, like, was it all the way at the very end? It was at the back, yeah. 
Oh, yeah, there it is. Uh, do, 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 when the horn and run. Mm. Hey, it does, it does say Cringer. His memory is better than us. Adam, Duncan, Tila, and Cringer plus Keldor escape to planet Earth on a desperate mission. Hmm. So, yeah. Um, probably, probably just be a tiger. You could get uh, you could get a bunch of the uh, you know the night the nice uh, secret of the sword gags. Your your animal he talks mm-hmm. doesn't everybody? Yeah, <laughs> I think they just I think they just have fun with it. So mm-hmm. yep. yeah, I I mean considering considering he's typically the wisest one and the voice of reason out of the group i i don't right. think it's a bad idea to have him around but i do think that teal is probably going to be working overtime on her magic to make sure he blends in more than not that's yeah. just me so. well i could see it being um yeah they probably will just i mean because the the looks of the human characters we saw were them dressed up in street clothes so i think he will just basically have you know, earth colorings, or maybe they pull a Scooby-Doo type thing where he puts on like an oversized hat and some baggy clothes and like... like he's doing the Raphael and the Ninja Turtles movie. With right, the, exactly. A big like trench Bogart. coat. like. Yeah. And I could even see him at first until they get the lay of the land, like Cringer being the one, like, like you said, Sean, he's the leader. He's the experienced one. He's the, you know, he's the wise one. Mm-hmm. I could see him trying to take charge, like no, no, Cubs, you stay back. Let me talk mm-hmm. to this guy. And walking up mm-hmm. to some like magazine vendor and be like, "Excuse me, sir." Ah! Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. that typical. Yeah, I can I think see that- it. I I would appreciate it because I mean, hell, it, the '87 movie was not without its moments like that with Wildor half the time. So yeah, exactly, exactly. Oh, wouldn't that be? What they dress him up, Cringer with like the pink boa oh, and like geez. the hat and everything. Like Gwildor in the 87. That's what I want. That's how they disguise him, Tony. Final answer. Pink boa, the coat, the hat, everything like Gwildor. That's how they do it. Deep um, cut. I, I'm I'm gonna go with uh 1990s Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the uh the the uh detective trench, looking version of Raph walking around the coat studio. And trench coat the fedora, yeah. <laughs> it's a little like when you go that big and you you have to go home like Gwildor did it's a little too obvious if you at least tone it back because I, I the designs of the other characters are very earth-esque yeah. you know they 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 look like they fit in so having him be part of it it's like you gotta at least give him something you can't have a sore thumb in the group because it's gonna make it obvious but mm-hmm. i i could be wrong because that is also why i don't write this stuff because i don't see that potential versus that guy <laughs> i don't know shit I do know. That's my wife every day, and she believes me now. It's <laughs> it's awesome. It's freeing. I don't know shit. <laughs> I do know Tony is a great guy. Thank you for always uh, letting us know your thoughts, and can't wait to hear from you about episode one hundred two. And absolutely, pick up this art book. Like this, oddly enough, this is probably my favorite art book mm-hmm. thus far um, out of all of them, just because. Like the series itself, it's the most exciting. Like even the Power and Honor Foundation, great book. I'd seen a lot of that stuff over the years. Like there just there's mm-hmm. not as much 
that I hadn't seen yet. You know, same with, you know, the filmation stuff and everything. Like, you know, I'm not saying they're all great books. They're all full of great mm -hmm. information. But this is the one where it's like it's fully brand new information going through here. Yeah. And with it being done, I mean, I know it's just something that couldn't have been done back in like, you know, even 90, the late 80s, early 90s. But having the creators with it, you know, being able to put into words their ideas, their thoughts so yeah. soon after. And as it's still fresh in my mind, they're still working on it. There's still the potential for more. Mm -hmm. It just, it's completely different and no disrespect intended, but it's completely different from the guy going, yeah, you know, 35 years ago, I think I was thinking this. Yeah. You yeah. know, because it's so easy for that. I mean, I see it all the time. Like, I'm talking to my wife about something that happened 10 years ago, and she's like, no, you're remembering it all wrong. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I am. Like, it just, it happens. It's human nature. Especially mm -hmm. as you grow, you come back to it. Other people influence you. You know, you hear a story from some guy down the road. Like, you know, it's the telephone game. It's it's hard to put yourself back into that mindset. Whereas mm -hmm. we had this awesome opportunity of where everybody could put their feelings and thoughts down right after they got done doing it. And that's... Absolutely. I, I love it. I wish we had that back then. But, like... Mm -hmm. You know, or I mean, imagine if you were sitting there in 95, even right. Or 90, 93, what filmation was 83. Mm -hmm. I just go off my birth date because that's when I'll start me. But <laughs> imagine if in 93, they released an art book about filmation or in 91, mm -hmm. they released an art book about, you know, creating the vintage toy line and everything. Yeah. Like even just 10 years after, like, what a great time that would have been to do it, but it never would have been made that. Mm -mm. Well, yeah. I, I've, I've been thinking about this on a personal level about how, you know, like it, it's interesting that, you know, Reagan deregulating everything ended up making, and I know that I know there's people that argue this, but basically half hour toy commercials for people that meant the world to us, you know, and th at the end of the day, I mean, these things, there was there was more to it than it just selling a toy. Did I want a toy if it showed up on the show? Sure, yeah. like I wanted Strider, and I'd I'd want character. I, I wanted uh, Lord Mask and and Shakoti uh, for the longest time yeah. and stuff because yeah. that episode was so effective to me. But you know, like I I am blown away by just the fact that like they've talked about cells from filmation just were getting thrown away. And it's like that meant the world to people our age. And, you know, like for other people, it's just like, oh, we don't have storage for this anymore and all that. And and it, it's like, I wonder how well that would have done. Because like He-Man, Transformers, and Ninja Turtles usually had the easiest time. And Ghostbusters. Those were like my my big four from, from my childhood. Those had yeah. the easiest time of encroaching back into my life even as I got older. And it made me still welcome them back every single time so it would have been interesting if they could have done it then and had yeah. you know like a 10-year retrospective book or something about the toy or about the cartoon um but i think there might have been a lot of other people who they when they when they uh, when the cartoon ended for them and the toy line ended for them 
they just kind of said, okay, that's that. And they moved on because now yep. all of a sudden there's girls and there's, you know, this and that and all this stuff as they get older. Yep. But uh, so I don't know if it would have done as well as it will, as it would have now. Oh, but it would have been not at all. That's what I'm saying. There's, yeah, there's it would have been no way that took off. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, unfortunately, yeah. unfortunately, unfortunately, just it's, it's a different time. It's a different era now. It's, you know. We're ready for this as a market for, I mean, like you said, I mean, and even beyond that into like comics and stuff, I think it was like Steve Ditko or somebody. I remember reading an article and he's like, people would like come by the Marvel offices and he would just hand them old, uh, old lineup, like the, the comic pages, mm-hmm. like he just went here or would go in the trash. Yeah. Cause back yeah. then, same with the cells, everything was physical, but like. I won't say no one wanted it, but nobody knew how to get this to the people who want it. Yeah. You know, like you and me, we would have ate that up. Oh, yeah. Like, absolutely. absolutely. But, you know, you didn't have the internet. You didn't have, you know, they had fan letters or whatever. And I think I've heard about comic creators doing that, too. They get a nice fan letter asking, you know, for an autograph and they they throw in some artwork. Just Mm -hmm. like, hey, it's going in the garbage anyways. Like. And it's just it's it's mind-boggling because you just you didn't know how to get that that kind of connection and that interaction that's so easy to get now, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, just it's crazy to think about how much stuff, like you said, was just like yeah, just taken out with the trash. Yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, like it, it, we are the generation where nostalgia's pull is the hardest on us because. We, we grew up in an era where if you if you missed something, it was gone. Unless right. you were lucky enough to have a VCR back in those days, and then at least you got it on tape. But then literally to have, let's say, 20 years later, mm-hmm. if you start from where I was born, basically, 20 years later, then all of a sudden, hey, here's a box set of Masters of the Universe on DVD, and I'm just sitting there with my jaw on the floor going, you can do that now? And all of these other things all of a sudden became new again. And it opened up this whole, you know, like treasure trove of people remembering all these things, plus the Internet. It's like no wonder our our generation really never got the the chance to grow up. We didn't want to. We didn't have to. All this stuff was always it's like even though you grew up and you you learned about puberty and girls or boys (laughs) or whatever it is that you're into. And the other side of that, then all of a sudden, it's like, hey, by the way, remember He-Man? There's DVDs now. Remember this? There's this, you know, and and uh, toy lines continuing and, you know, bringing stuff back. It's like, yeah, we, we've just been the most affected by this. And th- yeah. I think that's part of why, in some cases, it, it isn't as generational as we wish it could be, because they weren't there for 40 years <laughs> with this stuff. And they're just dipping their toe in the water uh, versus, you know, the way that we were growing up with it and the way that it mattered to us because there is something to be said about those days. The storytelling actually meant something versus now I feel like a lot of stuff really is just consume, move on, consume, move on. Back well, because- then, it was it was vital to us to watch these things because it was the next thing that we could see with a story for what we love, you know, or whatever. And that and, way. And you, you couldn't consume it. All. Try mm-hmm. as we might. And I think you hit on something big here that I never really thought about, but 
you could try as hard as you wanted to to be at in front of that TV every afternoon or to get every comic, you know, once a month down on the spinner rack or what, what you know, every toy, but you couldn't. No, not in our day. Something would come up. You'd get yeah. sick. You'd have a doctor's appointment. The, you know, the 7 Eleven wouldn't get its full shipment in. The other kids would get their first, like, you know, when a toy sold out, a toy sold out. Yep. You know, I, I couldn't jump on eBay or Amazon because I didn't find CGI He-Man in the stores. I just didn't have him back in the mm -hmm. day. Yep. And I think that's definitely a part of what takes us back. That's what I know. That's what makes me go revisit stuff to begin with, and then kind of fall into a rabbit hole. Is what did I miss? I didn't watch anywhere near 130 episodes of He-Man growing up. You yeah. probably got closer, but mm -hmm. I, I just I have a feeling you didn't hit everything. No, but, I'm sure I didn't hit everything, but yeah, I yeah. probably saw a decent amount of it though. Right, but just at the end of the day, like you said, but nowadays you can, and I find myself like that with with modern stuff. You know, I watched Wandavision. Mm -hmm. Am I ever going to go back and watch it again? Probably not. I I did that. Yeah. You know, it's it's just it, it, it it's different nowadays where you can sit there, you can enjoy everything, you can get at your pace, you can't, and you can get a sense of completion out of it where it's like, okay, that's done. You yep. know. And it also comes back to, you know, I keep talking because I'm fascinated by it, the you know, the serialized versus the standalone episodes. It's so much easier to go back to these old shows with standalone episodes. You don't have to know anything beforehand than to sit here and go, well, you know, I'd really like to watch. I'm not throwing it under the bus. It just popped in my head first thing, I promise. I really want to sit down and watch Revelation. But I can't really just jump into this episode because this episode is a continuation of this episode. Mm -hmm. You know, <laughs> it's like it, it. it's tough nowadays where it's like if I – I do feel if I want to watch a modern series, I have to sit down and I got to go, boop, 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 you know? Yeah. And there's, yeah. Just, there's no just, I can just throw an episode on and just watch for a half hour, 45 minutes, and then continue something else. It's a, you either got to make that commitment or you don't. So now it, once I've done that commitment, all right, like I'm, I'm good at least, you know, at least in the short term, maybe years afterwards, I'll like I'll go do that again. Yeah, but it's definitely more of an experience than just like, you know, He Man, She Ra. That was that was a way of life. That was a daily thing mm -hmm. back in the day. No, that was it, it's like appointment viewing versus mm -hmm. you know, and that's that's part of why it was special, I think, because nowadays it's just too easy. And yeah. it, and and like as much as I like serialized versions of storytelling, because I do feel it does it does resonate more for me as an adult and even as a kid. Um, the the like we've talked about that previously, but the multi episode arcs that would happen, oh like um, Thundercats, when Lionel had to do the trials in order to become the Lord of the Thundercats, legitimately. That whole week, I was on the edge of my seat watching those because I was like, "How's he going to fight Panthro?" You know, like I, that was like mind blowing to me that he had to fight probably the scariest Thundercat, as far as I was concerned, because a guy always just looked like he was going to just rip people in half half the time. 
Um, how, and another, how's how's it gonna end? When's exactly, it gonna end? Exactly. It's continued again. <gasps> yeah, exactly. And then uh, to this day, the one that I never got to see the ending of, even though I know it's on uh, streaming services, but I almost am like, no, I just won't watch it now. Right. Is, uh, GI Joe did the whole thing about Serpentor, and they were making Serpentor mm -hmm. and getting the DNA all across the world. And as a kid, I I had everything Monday through Thursday, and then Friday we had to leave before I can watch it because we were going to go on a on a weekend trip. And I was so yeah. like, can we just wait until after GI Joe? And my parents were like, no, because that is when rush hour hits, and we don't want to get in traffic. I'm like, I will happily be in traffic if it means I can find out how to get some mentor here. And yeah, no, if you fall asleep in the back seat, yeah, never got to see it. It was the worst. I mean. And, and and that's something that you know my kids never ever will understand that feeling, uh -huh. because I, I, my kids are up there. They binge, you know, like how my my son binged uh, Sonic Prime on Netflix like yeah. three times in one day because he was so excited that show was on. And I'm like, how the heck are you doing this? And he's just smiling and he's got his yeah. Sonic fix. But now it's so easy that it, it, it almost I I almost want it to be a challenge to do some of these things so it feels like i've accomplished something that it feels it feels like i did do that versus i can just do it whenever i want you know i i don't know how to explain it but yeah it, it's like the no, mentality I, he had versus what they have now i completely agree and i've even set up some of that where i'm like like the cgi figures i told myself i was only going to collect what i found in stores mm-hmm because, yeah, it's it's so easy to go on and do the pre-order and whatever, but, like, it's not as exciting to me. Like, I want to find... No. I want to go to the peg and be like, who do they have and all this and that. So, Grand, there are a couple that I end up buying offline. Um, but that... I, I broke my rule because they were clearance. Like, their Deep Discount had Adam and Muscatara for, like, four bucks. I'm like... Mm -hmm. okay i can't pass up a good deal like yeah but like i don't have an evil in or a beast man from the cgi line because i never found them well technically i did find beast man but it was at a resale shop and they wanted like 35 bucks and i'm like oh yeah yes beast man was technically a deluxe figure but he's not that deluxe yeah so, yeah um but yeah i've set up stuff like that you know the the uh, the loyal subjects, the little, yep, um, not PVC. I can't think of what, uh, but anyway, yeah, like those guys, I would only buy them if I found them. Mm -hmm. Like it's just little things like that that I just I set up for myself, and I find myself enjoying it more that way. Now, mm -hmm. I'm not saying like today's kids are wrong, or like they've got their own thing. I'm not even trying to compare generations necessarily but yeah for me i am trying at this age to find the most enjoyment i can out of this stuff and mm -hmm. that involves coming on talking to sean enjoying the stuff that's come and and just finding ways to enjoy what's coming out and i know we get bogged down here when something doesn't hit you know masterverse issue four tim seeley in general cannot finish but you know Ah, at the end, at the end of the day, I'm just trying to get the most enjoyment out of this property as I can, and if I can set things up in that way for myself so that I enjoy it more, I will. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I'm. I, I'm not. I'm not the same way. I don't want to say, but like for me at least, this actually this could kind of dovetail into something. Now that I think about it, um, well, you're not so, really con- collecting modern lines. No, because. I, I, they're just I, not hitting with you. No, they're not. They're not hitting with me in the way that it's hitting with other fans. And again, you know, I, I'm never going to tell somebody how to collect. And I'm glad that the that the modern stuff is resonating with people because the line is still vital per Mattel seeing this. Okay. But I, I've definitely, I've gone, I've sidestepped it a whole bunch into uh, going more into the Mondo side of things than going into Masterverse and Origins because they just didn't resonate. But there, there is that part of me, like um, the, the backdrop here is brand new. This has been the last month of my life trying to get this set up down here in a way where I'm, I'm, uh, I'm able to display things the way I finally want to display them. And I know, uh, recently you've been doing the same with your basement and all that. You got your setup and I've actually hit a point where I'm like, what represents what I love to me versus what is there where I'm just like, I just have it, but maybe it isn't as vital to me as, uh, like the classic He-Man. Yeah, or classic Skeletor, and, and not classics, but like the classic look of them, you know. And that way, um, no, just for the audio, for for our listeners, just to make sure. It, it, I'm not endorsing classics all the time. I always am, but I'm not this time. But it, it's like that's the kind of stuff that I'm finally getting to. Versus, yeah. I just need every version, and I need all this other stuff. So that's like starting to mess with my head. The older I'm getting, and the more. Because like I had no idea this many rows of classics were going to be on my shelf mm-hmm. until I did it the other day, and then I'm like, that is a lot of real estate versus what I thought I had initially. And so now I'm like, well, how do I handle it? It's interesting too because I got, I got like you said, I'll give a quick glance over here for our video watchers. Ignore the not well, you probably can't even tell. Uh, but there are a couple knocked over figures that I need to pick up. But so I set up the two, I got the two D tops and then of course all my bookcase and everything. And we'll do an in-depth tour once I finalize everything. But like I set up the two D tops and empty. I'm like, shit, I got a lot of space here. I'm like, yeah. I might be able to get like my classics in one and then my mythic legions in the other. Yeah. Well, and then I quickly saw, no, nope, I'm going to need the two for, for Masters. Yep. Um, one thing I have noticed, though, is my, I, so I did Evil Warriors on the Snake Mountain side and then Heroic Warriors on the Grayskull side. Mm-hmm. My Evil Warrior shelves are very, very full. Yep. <laughs> I got quite a bit of space on my heroic warrior shelves. Yeah, and, and um, the other thing too. I, mean, I, I thought I was a bit more even. Mm-hmm. That like I knew I had more evil figures, but seriously, like double. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if you want to know how I skew, apparently. Well, I think like for me, I I ended up locking into a few um, along the way. Like I was never actively looking for a triclops for instance because he was a pretty high end uh and he was never re-released or whatever so it's like okay you're lucky if you pull that one off 
and I was going through this one big trade with a guy like way before I was doing podcasts. And yeah, I ended up with like Night Stalker out of that. I ended up with um, Cobra Khan. I got Triclops in that. And I, I, I can't like uh, Guy Gore was part of that. There was a bunch. And, and, and also he threw in, a, I think it was a Scareglow and a Fisto. Wow. If not, it was Fisto. And long story short, like I, I got a few that I wasn't expecting to get. The only one I think to this day, I, I ended up losing uh, the yellow skinned Evil Lynn. So I, I don't know if I'll try to swing back and get her. And I also still haven't gotten Whiplash, which I know is a sore, sore point for you. Hey, but, I got him. <laughs> but um, beyond that, I have all of the major villains yeah. up through a certain era of the line. And then after that, I start like I got Ninja or I have Scareglow, but Cobra Khan, I don't have anymore. I ended up selling him eventually and some some other ones. I never got Camo Khan and stuff. Yeah. But it, like there is this part of me that I'm like, OK, if. If I decided to scale this down, what is it that speaks to me as what is Masters of the Universe now as an adult looking at this line that I loved as a kid? As a kid, if there was a new one and we were at the toy store and we found it, I would be very lucky that I'd say 75% of the time, my mom usually said, sure, get it. It'll give you something to play with for a couple of weeks until we, you know, whatever. Or if I did like grade in school or whatever. Yeah. Um, so that was just like, a, you know, you got that fix versus, okay, what is this? What speaks to me about this now on the shelves as who are the key components of this line? Because, like, again, uh, Whiplash for the bad guys. And another one I, I had once and I got rid of them was Stratos. Never got a Stratos after that. And it's not me doing the whole I hate Stratos, but it's just I wasn't really like, oh, Stratos. It was like, okay, I got Stratos. And then eventually I'm like, okay, I don't need Stratos. And I've never felt like I've needed them since then. Well, that's it. And I, it was kind of the same thing. I never set out with any real intention it was more just what can i afford what can i get who speaks to me so sure. you know and that's it at the end of the day but then there's like weird stuff where i'm like i don't even know how this happened like i was actually uh, my daughter helped me set a lot of this up you know sorting weapons and everything like it, it got very overwhelming having everything yeah. getting everything unpacked out of totes and everything but she was a big help and, and, and helped me do it but we're like putting stuff together and I realized that I have two classics Mermistas. Like, I'm like, how, how does that even, like, I, I didn't even necessarily set out to earn own one Mermista. I know mm. one of them. I know I won off, off uh, a wheel. Yeah. I have no idea where the other one came from, like legitimately. And it's not even like, like parts. Like I, I legitimately have two full Mermista shield, the little horn weapon, uh, legs and tail for both. Like, mm -hmm. so it's not even like I grab like, oh, if I grab, you know, an extra torso from someone's part lot, then I can do this. Like, I actually have that with King Hiss. I have an extra set of legs, so that way I can do, a, you know, a yeah. human and the snake version. And I remember getting that, but like this, I'm like, I just, I'm like, how's that even happen? Like, how? What? Yeah. 
So, yeah. but now I do have her displayed both ways in the case, which is pretty cool. But just like mm-hmm. one of those things, it's like throughout the collecting, some of this stuff is just like how, when, why, like mine. What was I thinking? Was I even thinking? Probably not. It was probably it's probably just a lot. You know, there are a big trade like you had, and mm-hmm. I, just, I never realized. You know, for, for I don't have a Lord Mask. I could have sworn I had Mask. Oh, but huh. we've got everything unpacked, and I have no Mask. So it's one of those things where it's like I probably had a a lead on him, didn't pull the trigger, but in my mind, mm-hmm. you know, it kind of checked him off. So. That's the nice part about having everything out now. I can actually look. I can, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. I mean, for me, the the weirdest part is, I feel like I I did win a couple of He-Man figures here and there, like legit He-Man, not just you know mm-hmm. the brand. So I had I ended up with I think there's four on my shelf right now, of classics. Just He-Man. There's He-Man on my shelf. Not to get into even battle armor, because I do have one of him. And right. I ended up having, I'm like, okay, okay, if I got four He-Man, I got to get four Skeletor. Why? Why am I doing this? <laughs> like, and then I like, I got one uh, I got one Skeletor and one He-Man where they were the first release ones. So, and, and it's the whole, when we had that talk on here, you're like, well, my first release He-Man has really strong ankles. So I'm like, yeah. well, I got to jump them down. And then I got one and I'm like, well, now I need a Skeletor because the, 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 the crotch piece is wider. So then that way, and I'm going through this whole OCD thing about it. And the next thing I know, I have four of each on the shelf and I have all these other figures. I'm like, why did I do this again? Like, <laughs> what is up with it? So, and the worst thing is I've had more. Yeah. I just it like along the way since 2016 when I first started this, I know I've had at least three to four other He-Mans somewhere. Right. And I think I at least had maybe two or three other Skeletors in there. So I'm like, what is going on with this? It's almost like I'm trying to get all of them because I couldn't get any of them originally. And it's like yeah. I must oh I have nothing <laughs> just pulling them in. And it's like if you don't have a home, come that to mine. You can be on that. my shelf, you know. And there is that collector. I've seen them over the years, not calling anyone out, but like they're when they they realize that they're not gonna be able to collect all the classics or all of the vintage and they just sell everything off. They're like, oh, I can't even like you know, mm-hmm. they can't they can't even process having an a part of a collection in their eyes. You know, and I guess I guess mm-hmm. that's one of the things at least with me, it's like I don't I don't set out necessarily to, like I said, I don't set out to collect all the classics. I don't even set out to collect like all the vintage heroic warriors done it. Like I don't, I don't, I don't have that mindset. I've got figures I would like to own. Yeah. And if I, if I can get them all great, if I can't get them all, I'm still good. So at least for my mental health, at least there's that where I can just like, like I look at my collection right now and I'm like, I'm good with that. Mm-hmm. But if I could get a Lord Mask, even better. If I could yeah. get it, like, you know, I definitely got the figures that I'm like, it'd be nice to add to. Yeah. But if I never bought another figure, I'm good. Yeah. And I'm, I'm right there with you. Like I, I, uh, I've thought about it a few times, like, okay, do, should, cause sometimes for me, at least collecting turns into almost like a depression. 
depending because like when you when you see your friends able to do stuff but maybe you have to rein it in a bunch depending what's happening or uh i've had to go through my my share of uh, i have had to sell stuff off that maybe i didn't want to but had to to help out or whatever and there is that part of me sometimes where i'm like i don't want to sell some of these things so why do i keep the rest of them if this is going to be a reminder but then at the end of the day it always comes back to when I see this stuff on the shelf, I'm like, no, this stuff still resonates enough with me that maybe I'll get that one again sometime. Or if I don't, yeah. I still have so many of these that when I first even, you know, spent my money on eBay get, to get that first classic team in, yep. it's like this, the, it, I thought it was just going to be him and Skeletor on the shelf. And I was just going to be okay with that. And the sickness took over. And to this <laughs> day, I still look at those and I'm like, I I literally can't I, I I couldn't leave all of this just because I had to get rid of this part of it or whatever. So um and that's what I'm thinking clearly though. When I'm in that mode, it, it really does I feel like my oh. father where I'm everything's wrong, we're getting rid of all this, and I'm I'm turning to that guy for maybe an hour and then I rain it back in. <laughs> I get I get the guilt. You know, when, when those those months or those times, something happens, something breaks, you know, where it's like, we're going to make it, but like, this is going to be a tight month. And then I come yeah. down here and I'm just like, I, 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 I feel that guilt. Like, I've got so much money tied up down here. You know, it's that, well, if I hadn't bought that He-Man 10 years ago, then I could afford <laughs> this repair right now. Yeah, like, no. <laughs> I, I, it's funny to hear that because I'm exactly like that. Like I look at what I have down here and I know I brought my wife down here to look at the shelves and all this stuff and show her here was my plan. And this is what I wanted to do. And I, I love how it out. And every time she comes down and takes a look at it, she gets quiet every single time. And she's like, yep, yep. Okay. And then she walks (laughs) away and I'm like, I know what that means. I'm not dumb, but at the same time, I'm still proud of what I'm doing. But yeah, right. in, in looking in hindsight, yeah, how how much lower would my credit card balance be, for instance, if I didn't do half the crap I did when I was just trying to grab as much of this as I could? So yeah, that's it. it lo- look at it this way: the less, the moral of the story today, if He Man was here, is be responsible with your money. Don't do anything too crazy. And if you do, never let your wife find out about it. <laughs> Until next time. <laughs> never flaunt it in front of your wife like I do and just turn it into a great. <laughs> I, I forgot that this actually is like, she's not looking at it from the joy. She's looking at it going, I don't want to know how much you've spent on all of this, but I know it was probably way more than we ever could have afforded. And it'll be like, yep. And I, I don't want to add up how much I don't either. I've spent on this because... I yeah. still haven't lived this one down. This yeah. is the one that I will never live down. And I... and the best part, like in the last year or two, especially, my wife has flat out said to me, she doesn't want me to sell anymore. Yeah. She She's like, if we can avoid it at all costs, I would rather you not sell any more stuff because I've seen how much stuff that is not in your basement anymore. And I know it hurts you. So let's not do that. Let's find another option. But then when she still sees it, it turns into the whole. I, I could just see it like that woman doing all the the like uh, algebra equations and the yeah. calculus, and just that like 
questioning look on her face. That's exactly how it feels when she looks at what I have down here. Yeah, my Grayskull, I I got it at just the right time from a local seller. I It took me a little bit to live that one down. But then, actually, I forget how you did that. At one point, she found out how much they were going for after... Yeah, I got mine, and she's like, "Oh, that you actually got a pretty good deal there." I'm like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like, so that, it's like that purse that was seventy five percent off, but still, <laughs> you know. But for <laughs> for me, uh, that that one, I will never ever live it down. But I'm also like, well, if there's one that you don't want to live down, it's got to be something that's going to be as big as this, you know? Like, it's got to be, it's got to be something where it really does stand out and. It's like I can't think of anything beyond like uh, Mondo Battle Cat and stuff that's going to be even remotely that impressive on the shelf to go, hey, by the way, this. And it's yeah. still Mondo Battle Cat is still less expensive than what I paid for Great Skull. But I wanted it that bad and, and the price worked out the way it did. So it is what it is. It is what it is. Hmm. Uh, speaking of spending lots of money. Yeah. So Mondo finally revealed their deluxe Skeletor. This is up for pre-order now at Mondoshop.com. $260 for interest-free payments of $65. Uh, went on sale June 20th and will sell through June 30th at 11.59 yep. a.m. Central Time. They are learning, obviously, because now all these people with Skeletor get 10 days, whereas I only got a day or two days with She-Ra and had to miss out yep. because of that. Like, I'm glad they're doing it, but I'm still a little salty because you made us jump through some hoops before. But, uh, yes, he comes with all of his accessories uh, I also like how they show right off the bat what's part of this exclusive. Yeah. And obviously what is going to be available in the regular release. So for the exclu or for the, the no matter what for the figure, you get the plastic hood, the battle axe, the havoc staff, the power sword, three sets of hands, uh, modern head, and a vintage toy head. Mm -hmm. uh, if you get this exclusive version that's available right now, you get all of that, plus a fabric cape and hood, the terror claws, the alcala head, a, I forget how they, what they called it, but it looks like an updated kind of 87 Mondo movie Mondo take on Skeletor, like more of an original head. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you also get the battle armor, the dragon blaster armor. Uh, a fully articulated dragon with lock and collar and a dragon flame breath attack. It's gorgeous. <laughs> like I thought I thought the He-Man was badass until they put this out. And what got me um it, honestly I did not expect the terror claws to be a part of it. So the fact that yeah. they're also in there. I'm like, okay, this is literally the deluxest Skeletor I've ever imagined. Um, the only other thing I could imagine 
to make it more deluxe would be if they did a 2000X inspired head sculpt in it. Because yeah. then you could do like, because he's got the cloak and everything. He doesn't really need much more 2000X to the to the armor. Just no, it's that very because of the the fangs in the 2000X. Yeah, I mean, even the armor's got the the spine going down the back yeah. of it. I there. love that. Like, I absolutely love that look. And uh, and yeah, like like for anybody, I know there were there were people that are that when the deluxe He Man was getting issued and and She and stuff. There was that feeling of well, you know, Mondo was doing their own takes on these, and that's what made the original special. To me, it's like this still is a Mondo take on this. Mm -hmm. It's oh, very skewing it what you loved as a kid, but they're amping up what you loved as a kid the way that Mondo was doing. So, because like He Man isn't legit, like they just you know upsized He Man. There's definitely yeah. some details there that were not in the original figure. Even on the battle armor there, they added the the crossbones underneath yep. at the bottom of the the battle armor there, and yeah, yeah, they added those little effects to his loincloth and everything. Like it's mm -hmm. definitely inspired by, but it's also very much not. You know, it's, yeah. it's very much its own thing. Um, the dragon looks amazing. Great update of it. The fact that it's fully articulated as well. Um, mm -hmm. Just amazing. I love I love these shots. It really shows you what you can do. Uh where's the one that I know? Sean. The Terror Claws look awesome too. The, they're definitely mini comic inspired where they're full gloves rather than just mm -hmm. you know clipping over. Um yeah. but I think they did a bang up job. There, there's the one I think Sean. Actually, out of those, I like that one. There's nothing wrong with that one. But my uh, two of my favorites are actually the first one and the Terror Claw one. Actually, that yeah. one, I love. I mean, the side by side of them, and it does work. Yeah. I, I do like uh, that you can almost do that entire stance. But when I saw that Terror Claws one, where he's like, he looks like he's literally crawling out of a volcano with those on, and in the darkness is great. And that initial one with the cloak and him just yeah. like with his head down and stuff. I'm like, that is how I always wanted to see him looking. So it's like, it, this is the version where it's legit. Like this is nightmare fuel Skeletor versus it just being ha ha. Here's a meme kind of BS. Right. So yeah. No, it's uh, yeah, it's just amazing. And just all the different looks like, you know, you take off, take off the bracers to get the Alcala, you know, bare forearms. And like, yeah. it really even looks like, I don't know if they've done it in any pictures, but it looks like you can even take off the, the long tabard loincloth. And it looks like it's got an actual fur loincloth underneath. Mm -hmm. And the fact too, that like uh, when, when they first were uh, talking about this last year, Emiliano Santa Lucia posted yeah. on facebook uh, like the the renders that they had and when they did the dragon blaster one i i actually reached out and i'm like so just out of curiosity what are the chances of it being an articulated dragon rather than it being just a part of the armor and he he was just like i can either i can either say yes or no but just wait and see it i'm like that wasn't a no and then when we saw it finally and i'm like oh that made my day because 
I don't know why. I like I know the original um, Mondo's always had like that. Here's a little like cartoon sidekick from Filmation, yeah, and all that. And the the fact that now the dragon from Dragon Blaster Skeletor can be right there with him, even if you don't want him to dress like that, is just freaking great. I mean, I, I'd love to see Battle Armor Skeletor just holding the the chain to the dragon even not even needing the dragon blaster look or whatever you know well, that's it like no matter what you buy this and you're putting the dragon like yeah. I think everyone's gonna Absolutely. put him up regardless of whether they use that armor or not absolutely um, you know it's even got the, it's got the fully formed skull so you can even get kind of a new adventures look if you t- if you don't use the either of the hoods like mm-hmm. just you know um some i i actually didn't catch that first that one was a fabric hood and one was a plastic hood yeah because it just it looks so good yeah the fabric hood i i like the best still because i'm still not a fan like this looks good with the plastic one i'm not gonna say it looks bad but i'm still one of those people where if it looks like it's a bonnet around him more than it looks like a hood coming out of the the armor Mm-hmm. I'd rather do everything in my power to to avoid that, and so the cloth one's going to be the way I go with this one. And then, if I'm nuts enough, if I'm nuts enough to get a standard one eventually, because I am enjoying that I have a two He-Man that I can pose and do whatever mm-hmm. I want, I might actually, um, I might actually do the plastic one to do the battle armor at least. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know, but that that cloth. It, and it, it it is wired too, so you right. can go crazy with however you want it to look on the shelf. And yeah, I I, not, I I'm not the biggest Skeletor guy, and even I'm just sitting here just like amazed by everything you can do with this figure. So, are you getting him? Yep, I did the pre-order on uh, when was that the twentieth. Oh, so you you were right on it. You were. I was I was on it maybe within the first hour. Um, I, I'm just going to call myself Klarna Skavarna because uh, I I went through Klarna just to see if it would work, and then Klarna was like, "You're approved." I'm like, "You're damn right." Then I'm doing it now, and I'm just getting it done with because then I know I'm good to go. Um, part of me would love to do two of them and then that way I have the cloth for whatever I want to do. But then the other part of me is like, I just don't need to do that right now. Yeah. So if you do a standard release, maybe when Panthor hits or something, um, we'll see. I don't know, but well, that's for, a nice thing. Like right. I said, they, they at least let you know up front, like, Hey, we are doing a regular version and this is what it'll come. Where with he man that, you know, when he man and Shira were coming out, Mm-hmm. Like it was very much, you know, here's what we're doing now. Who yeah. knows what's in the future? And so yep. we're all sitting like, well, I got, and you know, and I think they took some of that feedback. Cause I definitely heard some people say, well, if I knew there was going to be a regular release, I wouldn't have gotten the deluxe human, mm-hmm. you know, because I only want that classic armor or what, you know, sure. whatever. Like, whereas me, I would have gotten the deluxe regardless but mm-hmm. I just it's nice that this time they're like, look, here here's what it is. Like we know what we're doing, we're just gonna tell you. We're gonna give you 10 days, we're gonna tell you, you know, what you're getting now, what's gonna come with the standard down the road. 
which yeah. I'm sure will be with in conjunction with Pain. Um, and I know I've ragged on Mondo, so that's why I really want to make a point here to go, good job, because this is what I want to see from them, especially mm-hmm. with the price of these. Now, granted, I think that these new figures are completely worth the price that they are are set at. Um, but with that price point, you've got to give us more information and you've got to give us more time. And those were my biggest criticisms about them. And yeah. so for them to switch this, you know, to this model, absolutely. Keep going this way. Yeah, I, I wish the first time they would have done the 10-day or even two-week model. And because yeah. I, I know for me, I was I was just like, how am I pulling this off in two days? And right. I, I was going through my stuff and I'm like, okay, what can I sell that I know I'm just going to say, hey, if you want this, this is what you have to sacrifice and stuff. Yep. This, and I didn't even know about some of those afterpays even when the first one hit uh, compared to now. So, um, but I agree, like the 10 day window number one made me look at it from, I could do it this way or I could do it that way. And it made me at least go, okay, I don't have to worry about this. I just need to plan how I'm doing this compared to two days running around chicken little, like, you know, like how do I figure this all out and all that. So, um, and yeah, I, I love that in this, this photo in particular, just, okay. If you, if you want the standard, this is what you're getting. If you want the exclusive, this is what you're getting or the deluxe. This is what you're getting. And, uh, you know, it's like, it's, it's so much more concise compared to, the questions that were out there when the He-Man hit and all that stuff. Um, and again, I'm like you, I still would have gotten the deluxe He-Man because the options were too darn cool to pass up, mm-hmm. but it would have, like if I would have known, Hey, there's a standard one. And it, the thing is the standard ones aren't that much more cheaper than the, the, the deluxe. So in my oh. opinion, just go with the deluxe if you can do it. And then you have all the options because yep. the other ones maybe thirty or so bucks cheaper. So because He Man, I think was like two thirty. Yeah, I think he, about that. Yeah. he he's actually that's some that's something I uh, I wanted to bring up too. If you miss out on the He Man initially and you want to get one, he is back up for pre order on their site as well. It is just the standard version, but you can get a He Man still, which is yep. pretty cool. I love. I love that they're uh, doing this again for the anyone who either couldn't do it previously or anybody that didn't have any idea this was even a thing. So, no, I completely agree, and uh, I'm st- I'm still undecided. <laughs> Honestly, I I initially said that I'm good. I've got my Mondo Skeletor. But now I, I keep looking at pictures of this. So I don't I don't know where I'm going to wind up here. Uh, I will say this has made me so happy I waited. I I, I mean, even yeah. the He-Man, not going to lie, I, I was very unsatisfied with the initial uh, He-Man and Skeletor in this line. And those, to me, were so big of a deal that I did not ever pull the trigger on a Mondo figure, right. even if Merman looked amazing, even if Man at Arms was like, that's how Man at Arms should look. 
when this stuff started hitting last year, I'm like, you finally are doing my versions of this that I want Mondo to be doing. And everything that seems to be coming down the pipeline feels pretty darn close to what I was hoping they would do from the get-go in this line. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Like, I'm still, I'm, I'm happy with the Mondo Skeletor I have, but I'm like, this one would also look really cool. And, and the dragon. And, and the dragon the cool is thing. such an incentive. It's crazy. Like it, it's the dragon. I'm dropping all this to get that damn dragon at the end of the day. Absolutely. Like the dragon number one would be incentive for me. And then number two, you already have a Skeletor. You're yeah. going to get four heads with this one. So you, if you didn't like that initial Skeletor head, you can pop that off, put one of these new ones on, and even just go, okay, that's my Terror Claw Skeletor now, and have the dragon with them. You're done. Yeah. You know, like, so in that way, I do feel like for someone like you, and I'm not trying to sell you on it. I'm just trying to say yeah. from my perspective, if I was you, I'd still go, I might get this one too. And then that's flat out done Skeletor, because I at least have the initial buck from the original and I can dress them up a little bit more with what's going on here, but I still have that deluxe Skeletor to display as well. And then you're getting use out of what you get in this set. So just saying, and that dragon, like what, the fact that it is an articulated dragon was more than enough for me to be like, I don't have Skeletor. I need a Skeletor, but that dragon has made me so happy. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Tough I am times. the least helpful friend, but I'm just saying that's my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, last thing we got here. Uh, they did also reveal uh, somewhere, I forget where, they did show off their Mondo Beastman. Yeah. Um, so it turned out really good. Um, I think the biggest thing here is the the size difference mm-hmm. with him next to next to he-man and she right there um and this is really kind of something we've never really seen before with beast man mm-hmm. uh 2000x was definitely a wider bulkier beast man but he wasn't taller than everybody like this yeah so this is kind of an all new more yeti type beast yeah i i personally absolutely love it i i i've always since i won't say always as a kid i just kind of ran with whatever they gave you and said okay beast man is this but as i got to be a teenager and was looking at masters again i actually wanted beast man to be big because it's like if you want to say he's a beast of a man that's part it's like beast jewel is one thing but then having him be big is a whole nother thing so uh, it's like you know the filmation way of of him just being the bumbling sidekick henchman kind of character that's thrown out the window looking at this version and that's the that's what really is selling me on it now i i uh i know there are people that aren't thrilled with that and they want him to be the same size as all the others yeah i do understand why you'd feel that way because no one in the line until now has been big like this so i get it but then there is that part of me that's like but this is like almost my dream version of beast man because i wanted him to be bigger based on the way i thought of him at least 
um, and the details on this figure, like that big, making him bigger has mm-hmm. only made the details better. Yeah, in my for sure. And that looks looks like they kind of pulled a uh, Masterverse Grizzlord type thing where that it looks like that armor has actually got fur on it. Yeah. Um, which really helps hit textures. Uh, the loincloth, of course, looks like some sort of pleather or something. It's some sort of fabric. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got he's got the spiked gauntlet like the the vintage toy had, even though it was never colored in. Uh, mm-hmm. Great job. It's not one I need. Like this one, I can legitimately say he looks great. I don't need him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do think he's an amazing version of Beastman. Uh, yeah, I think all the Beastman fans are going to be really happy with him. He's he's definitely coming home with me at some point. Whenever they do that one, um, I mean that again. Like the new stuff that's out there, I love that it's out there. But when I see this kind of stuff, it makes me glad I'm not going in that direction because this is giving me all of the stuff that classics did almost multiplied by even mm-hmm. 10 because this is like, this has never ever been something I've had as a kid. Yeah. And I'm getting something that's like, you know, a plus 10 to what I remember as a kid or whatever. And um, yeah, the, the only question I have at least is what could the potential reuse of that figure be? Because I know they've been reusing the same buck for pretty much everybody in the line to this point. Now it's like we get this big beast man and he's furry and it's sculpted fur and it makes me go, well, what are they going to use that for down the line? Are they going to do something like Shadow Beasts eventually? Are they going to do something? Because it wouldn't fit Stratos unless they're going to make Stratos freaking huge, which I think that would be a little odd. Right. And uh, Grizzler is the only one that really comes Grizzler. to mind. Um, yeah. For Shadow Beast, like, potentially, but then, like, if Beastman's that big, then Shadow Beast should traditionally be bigger. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it's like it's almost too small for Shadow Beast. Um, I think the easy thing is um, uh, the Red Beastman. That'll probably be, like, a designer con. Mm repaint you know so right there kind of like the battle cat panther it's like if we can at least just get one easy repaint use out of it then yeah. you know that'll help diversify those costs so yeah, I, that, I think right red beast man is probably a given at this point. yeah i didn't even think of that I and mean, it's like the anti-attorney human should have been a tip off to that but i didn't yeah even, yeah yeah the Keldor, the like they've yeah. always tried to do scare glow i mean Merman had designer con, Man Arms had designer con, Hordak had the gray and blue, uh, Trapjaw there. He'll probably get mini comic release, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it seems like every figure they've got to at least put out twice for their business model. Which, mm-hmm. I mean, if people like it, they like it. I think that designer con, Merman was amazing. Um, gray and blue Hordak makes perfect sense. Probably the weakest repaint crash cash grab so far was the designer con man at arms because it was just you know it was a shiny man at arms like the merman but to me that doesn't make much sense you know yeah. merman at least you can be like well that's him underwater you know all the those effects yeah but man at arms is just like and that's shiny man at arms 
<laughs> but yeah, that they're they're not disappointing. Like I said, everything since Deluxe E Man yeah. has been disappointing me in any way, shape, or form. And I mean, they they can only go so far with this one, even in, for my case, because you know, like if they did Manny faces, that one would probably have me squealing like a little girl because yeah. I. I love to see what a Manny Faces Mondo figure would look like. And then Ram Man and Fisto would pretty much be capping off my Heroic Warriors list at that point, uh, knowing we were going to get Tila down the line too, and I eventually got to track down a Man-at-Arms. But, yep. uh, but beyond that, those are like my key guys. If they if they go with any of those, yeah. And then I got Trapjaw on the way. Eastman, Skeletor. I, I don't really know. I'd have to like think really hard on okay, what other what other uh, villains would I need? So, yeah, I agree. It, it, Mondo's really hitting their stride. They're really doing some good stuff right now. So, I'm happy, even if my wallet is angry. <laughs> well, isn't that how it works? As an adult, I'm happy. My wallet hates me, but I'm happy at least. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Yeah. It's uh, it's like the whole adulting thing. It's like, well, adulting also means I get to have a little fun sometimes. And damn it, it will be with Mondo because their pre-orders aren't nearly as, you know, every other week like some of these releases are for the figures. It's a little easier. So. I completely agree. All right, guys. I, I think that's an episode today. Yeah, why not? Why not? <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice fun look. We get we got deep earlier, so let's uh That's true. Let's let let's let these people get some of their day left. I hope you guys are all enjoying the summer. I uh, hope it's mm. nice weather by you guys. Uh hope your kids are not as annoying as my kids. And <laughs> I love them. But I love them more when they're at school. My my kids haven't been driving me too crazy, but yeah, I've had my moments where I'm just like, can they just go back to school for the day so I can like think without having to worry about everything else upstairs right now? I will say, yeah. I I remember when I was in high school, uh, there was a lot of serious talk about going year round. Yep, format. I remember that, and I of course was steadfastly against it as a high schooler. Mm-hmm. But now as a parent, I'm like, you know what? That actually sounds pretty good. And It's brilliant. <laughs> honestly, looking back, I think if they had explained it better, I probably would have been for it back then because it's like you still get a longer break at summer, but then you also get a, a longer Christmas break too. You get like mm-hmm. six weeks off both places instead of the, what, nine weeks off in the summer? Like, yeah. Like that actually sounds pretty awesome. Even looking back now, I'm like, I, I you know, me as a kid, I'm like, year-round school. I'm not gonna have any breaks ever. Yeah, yeah. It's like, no, yeah. actually, you get a lot nicer breaks that are evenly spaced throughout the year. I'm like, mm-hmm. that sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah, when when I was a kid, that started coming out like right after I graduated, which yeah. made me like, yeah. I don't have to worry. I don't have to worry. But now that I'm an adult, now it's like, oh, why did I ever, you know? All right. All right. But uh, hey, real quick. Um, real quick. One last thing, and then we can close out completely. We got a new review on iTunes. Oh, your begging paid off. 
No, not it doesn't pay off every time, but yes, it does this pay time. off every now and then. Only so, only for reviews. That's it. Only for reviews. Begging pays off. So it is a five star review. Nice. I've been I've been listening to these guys for quite a while now, and I never tire of their perspectives. I'm a massive Motu fan, and they are too, perhaps more so. I'm consistently impressed by their knowledge and positivity. This episode, we didn't show the knowledge as much because we couldn't come up with some things. But you know what? you got to give us an off week every now and then. Yeah. Um, uh, knowledge and positivity. Copyright infringement. Uh, well, Curtis <laughs> is everywhere, you know. <laughs> sure, they have their opinions, but they never make the listener feel unwelcome. Matt and Sean have a tangible chemistry and listening to just one of their episodes will reinforce why you got into Masters in the first place. Therefore, listen to every episode, people. I love add it. fuel to your Motu fire and add your knowledge to the lore. Uh, these guys are amazing. Also, head over on their over to their YouTube channel and subscribe. That was Jan on June 7th from Skelevator. Thank so you. Thank Skelly. you. Long-time <laughs> listener, first-time caller. Yep. No, he's, he's a great guy, too. Check him out over at Toy Frenzy uh, in this Skelevator YouTube channel because he is yep. amazing. And yes, as he brought it up, go subscribe on YouTube. We're so close to 1,000. We've been so close to 1,000. We need like 30 of you dudes to go uh, hit the subscribe button. Yes, so and also it. we will still, uh, if you want to do a, on your podcast apps or whatever, Yep. Let us know, and we will read your review. Yep. And, yeah, we're happy to do that, and that's awesome. Any positivity is always good, welcome and good. I agree. <clears throat> Thank you guys for tuning in. Click all the buttons below. Like, share, subscribe. Hearts, stars, horseshoes, clovers, blue moons, whatever's down there. Hit it. <laughs> and we thank you. Until next time, give all your money to Mondo. Yeah. Oh, come on. Oh, Oh!